And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds on 1037 The Buzz, which you can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 right here on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. We have a lot of things to get into. Obviously, to recap a lot what happened over the weekend in Razorback land, we got basketball, we got baseball, we got what we're going to be looking at uh, with spring practice coming up, which is going to be fun as well. And we're all going to break it down to the best of our ability here in just a little bit. But, of course, I have to start with the Razorback basketball team. And it's not ending the season the way that everyone wanted to. They got that nice victory against LSU in their final game at home last week. But we all knew going into the Texas A&M game on the road, it was going to be a major challenge for one. But it was also going to be a game to where if Arkansas won it, then maybe, just maybe, the tournament committee would still give them the benefit of the doubt. But unfortunately, they did not get the victory as they lose 77-69 to down there in College Station. And just like so many other games this season, Arkansas loses in a way that just makes you scratch your head and try to make sense of it all. Now, let me just kind of break it down here with the stats. Mason Jones, once again, goes for 30. I believe he should be SEC Player of the Year, but he won't. I know that he's not going to get it because he's not on the best team, and you know he's not a Kentucky player, and it's just unfortunate because what Mason Jones has done this season is nothing short of miraculous. Because to me, I would give more credit to him because unlike players at Kentucky, Arkansas is not surrounded with five-star talent everywhere. Mason Jones goes into every game where the opposing teams know exactly what he is going to, what he's capable of, and know exactly how Arkansas can win, and it's by Mason Jones. They know what he is capable of, and yet they still can't stop him. Still can't stop him. Sorry. But to me, I'm giving my award to that guy, the guy that cannot be stopped. Because to me, that is something that you just can't really uh, talk about and give enough credit to what Arkansas has done. So anyways, Mason Jones goes for 30. He goes 8 of 11 from three-point land. 8 of 11. He goes 4 of 7 from the free-throw line. Didn't get to the free-throw line near as much uh, as uh, he has in previous games, but still goes for 30 points. Isaiah Joe goes for 22 points. He goes to 6 of 15 from three. So you're talking about Mason Jones and Isaiah Joe combining for 14 three-pointers. 14. Arkansas goes 14 of 32. They were the only two players to make threes. But they went out and they did their thing exactly what you expect them to do. Jimmy Witt puts in 10 points. You know, nothing outstanding, but uh, Jimmy Witt goes in, goes 5 of 11, gets his 10 points, and, uh, you know, that's about what you'd expect out of him. But then the problem was is after that, Desi Stills, four points, all from the free throw line, didn't make a single field goal. Jalen Harris gave you two points. You got one point from Ethan Henderson, and that was the rest of the scoring. Adro Bailey had zero points. Reggie Chaney had zero points. You just didn't get enough from the other guys. And uh, I don't think that that's necessarily a thing that you have to give to Arkansas and say, this is the problem. This is Arkansas's fault they lost this game. Because, again, I'm not saying that, you know, Texas A&M got lucky or anything because they played the game and then they obviously did well enough to win. My whole thing was that when I watched this game, it was just Texas A&M's defense was very, very solid and one that is very difficult to play against because Texas A&M wins ugly. You know, that's the reason they went 10-8 and in conference this year because they win ugly and they're hard to game plan against. And Arkansas just didn't have the Jimmys and Joes 
to go up against them enough where they had the depth, they had other options, and especially in the scoring. So you saw the result of it. Because um, here's the thing, Arkansas shot 43% from the field. They shot 44% from the three-point th- uh, three, three line and then 73% from the free throw line. Texas A&M, they only shot 47% from the field, 40% from three, and 61% from the free throw line. They were awful from the free throw line. But when you had Mitchell go for 25 points, Nebo go for 20 points, and then off the bench you had Jackson go for 14, it was just too much to overcome for Arkansas. So just another weird game where uh, Arkansas does not close out. Uh, they were down, They had a good – they were up in the first half uh, for the most part, but then Texas A&M goes on a late run in the, in the first half to take the lead by three. And then the rest of it was just all Texas A&M. So it's a frustrating game and a frustrating loss for Arkansas, I know. And uh, I know for Arkansas fans. And honestly, folks, it's okay. (laughs) I know I've been saying this on the podcast for a long time now. So you're probably going to be like, dude, shut up. Stop saying this. But it's true. It's okay. Arkansas is going to make the NIT. It's fine. They'll probably be a one seed, maybe a two seed in the NIT. It's fine. It's not what you wanted. It's not going to be the glamorous. It's not going to be the excitement level. It's not going to be any of that. But for year one, Cleric Musselman, it's good. I'm fine with it. They still got games to play, too, in the SEC tournament. And unfortunately for Arkansas, they play on Wednesday against Vanderbilt uh, because uh, that's just the way, uh, <laughs> it's the way the schedule goes. So Arkansas has got to play on a little freaky Wednesday there and got to win Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Hey, that's easy to get to the tournament. But who knows? Who knows? I think Arkansas should and will beat Vanderbilt 100%. And then uh, after that, uh, they'll be playing South Carolina if they get that victory. So, you know, that's still up there. There's still uh, some some work that has to be done by Arkansas. But the whole point of all of this is is that it's going to be okay. They're going to make postseason play. And who knows? Maybe if they may even make a run in the NIT, I wouldn't put it past them. But either way, it's just there was too many ups and downs. Arkansas always had to play their A game 100% to get victories in conference play. And even sometimes when they played a B-plus game, it wasn't enough. You know, look at the Georgia game. But the problem is, is that when, not that the regular season is over, and this is kind of something we're going to talk about on the other side of the break, I want to look back on the, some of the games that Arkansas should have won and the difference it would have made on the season. Now, you'll say, well, woulda, coulda, shoulda, who cares? Well, I understand that, but I'm just telling you that by these games, it'll show you that Arkansas actually is better a better team than what their record shows. But your record is what you are. Or what is it, the old adage from Bill Parcells? You're, you are what your record says you are? Yes, folks, that's true. I just want to look back on some of the games that if Arkansas had one or two plays go their way, it makes a difference in a season, which makes this sport so brutal, so tough, but it also makes it so entertaining and so passionate for fans and where they get all of their energy towards these games because of moments like this. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You know, I'm looking back at the conference games because we were discussing this in the previous segment about just the, the woulda, coulda, shoulda games. And nobody ever wants to look at that and say, well, this is why Arkansas is better than what it is. I, I understand, again, 
your record is your record. You can't do anything about it, and no one's going to look back on your season and be like, well, you played some close games. But it's just if you really, truly look at these games and what Arkansas should – like, let's just start at the beginning because now the final, the final tally, for those of you who don't know, Arkansas finishes 19-12 and 12 overall. 19-12. and 12. Start with the game against Western Kentucky. That game went to overtime. Arkansas lost on the road 86-79. to 79. Brutal. Arkansas should have won this game. But free throws came down to it in the end. And honestly, it, it's just you never want to chalk it up and blame it on any particular player, especially late in these games, which I totally get and totally understand. But at the same time, though, it seemed like it was just the perfect opportunity for Arkansas to close out shop. And they didn't. They didn't. Free throws were missed late, and there were some bad turnovers. It was just not a great game from any aspect. Arkansas, though, should have won that game. The LSU game on the road, where Arkansas loses 77 to, or 79 to 77, where Arkansas got out rebounded by 29 rebounds. Arkansas only lost by two. By two. And Arkansas had a lead. Towards the end of the game. But an and one opportunity was had by LSU. They go ahead and go up by two. Arkansas, it was just too much for them. They couldn't overcome it. They should have won that game. They should have won that game. Kentucky, huh, that one hurts, doesn't it? We all remember how good Arkansas was going into that game and how confident people were because they just got a nice victory on the road against Ole Miss. They blew out Vanderbilt, and then they had the home game against Kentucky. Sellout crowd. Atmosphere as electric as you'll ever see it. Arkansas was actually up by five late in the second half after John Calipari got ejected from the game. But uh, that was exactly the spark that Kentucky needed. They go on a run. They end up beating Arkansas. I'm not going to say Arkansas should have won that game, but they definitely were right in position to take it. And unfortunately, they just couldn't step on the throat. Mississippi State was the next game they lost on the road. That game was not really – they only lost by seven, 77-70. But that game was just dominated by Reggie Perry where they, they had no answer. They just didn't have an answer for him. So I would say that the Kentucky-Mississippi State game are the two games so far that we've discussed that Arkansas, you know, it, it, yeah, if they play better, they win. But it wasn't like Arkansas should have won those games. The next one, South Carolina, which, uh, you know, Arkansas lost this game 79-77 to and what was a, a weird game because Arkansas, you know, we got 34 points out of Mason Jones which was big time. 15 of those were from the free throw line. Isaiah Joe came off the bench in this game, hit five threes, did exactly what he needed to do. Uh, also, uh, Mason Jones had 12 rebounds. Like You just look back on that game. And Arkansas, again, had, a, ha, had really stormed back in the second half. They were down by six at halftime. They stormed back. You felt like they had a good position in the late end of the game, maybe even to send it to overtime. But once again, it was just – South Carolina is a well-coached team. They're a very physical team, and it was too much for Arkansas to overcome. And even if you look at just the, the breakdown from the very end, um, you know, Arkansas was just, just kept chipping away, kept chipping away, kept chipping away. But they kept turning the ball over late. They, they had bad play. They had bad shots being taken. South Carolina was trying to give this game to Arkansas because if you look at their free throw percentage, 17 of 33 – South Carolina shot 51% from the free throw line. Like, yeah, that that's that's never supposed to happen, not in that fashion. So you have that game and how that goes. Okay, so now 
Arkansas, again, should have lost. I say South Carolina should have still been a victory, but, you know, there's no reason why, uh, you know, Arkansas, you know, one play here or there would have made the difference for them or one that really stood out. It was just, you know, just bad luck at the end. Now we get really into the ones that it's going to hurt. Auburn. Arkansas loses this game in overtime against Auburn. Arkansas is up late by 11 points with five minutes to go. They were up 11 points by five minutes to go. Zero excuse to lose that game. Arkansas should have won. Missouri on the road goes to overtime. Desi Sills, if he makes his free throw at the end, Arkansas more than likely wins that game. Arkansas loses in overtime. Should have won. Tennessee, you know, and they got blown out in that game. That's not even a game to be looking at. Arkansas got smoked. So that one's a loss no matter what. Mississippi State at home, lose on a buzzer beater. Should have won that game. Arkansas should have lost to Florida. They were over. They were just outmatched. Arkansas honestly should have beaten Georgia because Arkansas scored 89 points, but Georgia was just too good. So I'm not even going to give them that one, and I'm not going to give them AM. So really the games I look at from the losses that Arkansas should have had, and again, since we're playing the woulda, coulda, shoulda game, Mississippi State, Missouri, Auburn, I was going to give them the LSU game as well as the Western Kentucky game. So you're talking about five games. Five games. Five wins. And if those games went the way it was supposed to go for Arkansas, they just would have made those one or two plays down the stretch. That gives them 24 wins. 24 wins. The record, 24 and 7. They probably, with that record, have a 5 or 6 seed in the NCAA tournament. But unfortunately for Arkansas, that's not how it works. But fortunately for Arkansas, to me, folks, it shows a lot of promise in the future of this program that once they get a lot more depth, they get a lot more players, they get them all together with a lot more talent, there's no telling what this team is going to be capable of for years to come. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. My final segment I want to say for some nonsense for you folks, uh, because over this weekend, I had, I had a good weekend. I hope all you did too. And uh, I, I, had some, uh, I had some fun with some friends. And, and what was crazy is that uh, here in Little Rock, I, I don't know, I don't go to, I haven't you know, gone to a lot of the, the high society places very much. Like, I've never really uh, gotten to that point. But I've tried to make my rounds and try to check things out. Well, anyways, Saturday, like, Friday night going into Saturday. We'll talk about Saturday because Friday night doesn't matter. But Saturday, I got to tell you, folks, I had no business being at the places I was at. First off, I get a phone call from Tyler Wilson, former Razorback quarterback. It's good to hear from him. Uh, he used to be on my old show way back when. And he lives here in Little Rock. And he's a member over at PV is what, what it's called. Uh, but uh, Pleasant Valley Golf Course, Country Club, if you will. And uh, he was like, hey, you want to come over here and uh, want to check it out? Let's go play some golf. So I'm like, perfect. So I went over there. We played some golf at PV. And I actually didn't do too bad. I did not do great, but I did not do too bad, especially compared to Tyler Wilson. But I'm out there, and I'm like, this is the nicest place ever. Going to the clubhouse, we're having some food. It's just a, a good old time, and it was incredible. So, like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, this I have no business being here. But it was a great time. And then later that night, I ended up going to the Little Rock Country Club for a wedding party, engagement party. Uh, I don't really know what to call it, but it was a party nonetheless. 
and it was very high society. Everybody was wearing ties and blazers, and then you know the the music was very, uh, very you know for the for the high society you'd expect. They had the food like beef Wellington and stuff. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I have no business being here because I'm looking around at all these people and I'm like, I know for a fact I make less than everyone here. Um, and I also know that any top person I'm, or new person that I meet, more than likely I need to address them as doctor or senator. Uh, I think that uh, that would be the, the best way to do it. And so, I, 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 but I BS'd my way through it, folks. I don't know how I did it. But like, I, I was like, I'm going in here with this whole mentality that is going to be completely new to me. And I'm going to act like I am big time. I know that is more difficult than what you could probably understand. But I was like, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to say, you know, just the random things that would I feel like they would probably talk about. Just be like, oh, yeah, I just got done talking to my secretary, Linda, and I uh, had her get that SOB Jameson on the phone to make sure that, uh, he, you know, he took care of him and Walt took care of the Anderson account, you know, like just stuff like that, which I know I have no business talking about, but it just sounds good, you know. So anyways, it, it was a great time and it was a lot of fun and I, I doubt I'll ever be able to go back to those things, but it was nice feeling in high society for a little bit, you know, it was nice to feel like, man, you were a part of it and, and, you know, people were coming up to you and saying, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, ah, I, 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 I host radio shows on, on the buzz. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I save lives. I literally did open heart surgery this morning and saved a man's life. Yeah, well, I, I talk sports. But you know what? I wouldn't trade it for the world. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Because I love my job. I enjoy my job. It's not about the money. It's about the enjoyment. It's about all of you. So it was a lot of fun, no doubt about it. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.